0: Welcome to this week's podcast from Free Chapel in Orange County. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, check out our website at freechapel.org. Silent Saturday. Touch your neighbor and say, Silence Saturday. Silent Saturday. Now look, I'm going against every rule of every preacher, of every vicar, of every priest, of every bishop, of everybody. Because we are taught, you preach on Friday. You preach on Sunday. Nobody ever preaches on Saturday. Let me take you there. Friday, the day Jesus died for the sin of the world. Jesus spoke on Friday. He said, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. Jesus spoke on Friday when he stayed on the cross and hung his head and died for the sin of the world, paying the ransom for you and for me, whether we believe it or not. Jesus spoke on Sunday when he rose victorious over death, hell, and the grave. But on Saturday, nothing. I would say nothing, but when you got nothing, you still got ING. But if you ain't got nothing, you pull with no R. That's as southern as it's going to get right there, y'all. Jesus, silent on Saturday. The women have anointed his body, placing him in Joseph's tomb. The cadaver of Christ is as mute as the stone guarding it. Friday spoke, Sunday spoke, but Saturday nothing. On Friday... The father, God, oh, he spoke on Friday, ripped the curtain separating man from God, tore it in half. So no matter what you're going through today, you don't need somebody to go to heaven, for, go to God for you. He's given you the ability because of the death of Jesus and the ransom that was paid. You can come as you are. And that's Jesus, what you want him to do for you. God spoke on Friday. He made the sun disappear, sent an earthquake, shook so bad the dead people in their graves came out. Y'all have skipped that part. Walking Dead ain't got nothing on that. How would you like to be the boy who married his best friend's wife when she died? Guess who's coming to dinner? That's like a Lifetime movie about to happen, you know what I'm saying? But God, on Sunday, told his son to get up. And he did. But Saturday, nothing. Jesus silent God is silent and that's where it is why did God put Saturday after Friday and before Sunday I think it's because that's where we live now to help you understand this I'm pretty I'm pretty simple let me give you a definition of silent Saturday now I need your help all right so after I give you, there's like three or four definitions of what Silent Saturday is. After I give it to you, everybody just kind of go, mm, just like that, all right? It'll be good. We're going Southern, all right? Just go, mm, just do it. Let's practice. Ready? Go. That's good. Just think about the Medea movie you went to about two years ago. You're going to be all right. Here's Silent Saturday. Let me give it to you. Number one, the day after the struggle and the day before the answer. So you got, some of y'all wait and go, mm, you didn't hear what I said. I'll give it to you one more time. The day after the struggle, the day before the solution. The day after the question and the day before the answer. The day after the prayer and the day before the miracle. The day after you get lost and the day before you get found. Somebody touch your neighbor and say, okay, this is going to be good right here. That's it. But look, look, look at me. Look at me. For us, Silent Saturday torments us. It agonizes us. We're here on Sunday morning physically, but in our life, we're still in Saturday. And some of you are literally going, what did I do wrong? Is God angry with me? Did I disappoint him? God knew Jesus was in that tomb. Why didn't he do something? And in our case, you notice how I'm saying our? And I ain't going to separate myself from anybody else. Because look, I'm going to be honest. I was home a few Sundays back. And I was off. So I went. My pastor, 81, he He cool one of the coolest dude he could preach and he had another dude's preaching and I'm like I look at him he goes I didn't know you were here I said oh he goes too late so we sit down and the preacher got up and he said this Ladies and gentlemen, I just want you to know today, when I got saved, I have no hurt, I had no pain, I had no struggle. From the day I gave God my life to this, I've had no struggle. So I just leaned over and said, Pastor, I'll see you later. And I went to Denny's to get me some breakfast. Now y'all, don't get mad, don't get mad. You just got to understand something. I'm going to be honest with you. When his opener was that, I knew right away. That dude had nothing to say to help me. So why would I waste his time and mine when I could be eating me a pancake? So I'm just going to tell y'all, this is the kind of preacher you got. It's a fight every day. It's a fight to stay close to God. It's a fight every day. It's a struggle all the time, but it's worth fighting for. He's worth loving for. He's worth swinging for. Somebody touch your neighbor and say, everything's going to be all right. I ain't saying who it is. (laughs) Jesus in the tomb, why didn't he do something for him? Some of us, we look at him and go, God, you know my marriage is messed up. You know my children are nasty. They're all (laughs) demon-possessed. You know my kids belong to that husband of mine. (laughs) And you know that's true, though. When your wife refers to the kids as, your kids, bro, you in trouble, (laughs) all right? He You know I ain't got no money. You know what we're going through. Why can't you do something? You need God to do something for you. I'm going to tell you what to do. If you're in there Silent Saturday, if you're in Silent Saturday right now, there's three things you have to do. Everybody put up number one and say this, lie still. still. Come on, point at your neighbor, say lie still. still. Come on, look at somebody around you, say, hey, lie still. still. Everybody, number two, put up number two. Everybody say, stay silent. Do not point at nobody and say that. You're pointing at your wife, and there'll be another crucifixion right here today, all right? One is enough, okay? I'm just saying, sir, look straight ahead, bro. Look straight ahead. One, one guy was ready. He was like, oh, man. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> Everybody say, lie still. Stay still. Say, stay silent. stay silent. Put number three up. Everybody say, trust God. Trust God. Come on, say it again. Trust God. Don't you know he loves you? Don't you know he cares for you? Don't you know when he exhaled you inhaled? Don't you know he made you after him? He didn't make you to punish you. He made you to love you. But silent Saturdays have their purpose. You can't have a Sunday without a Saturday. And you need a Saturday after a Friday. I love this. This is going over too well. <laughs> Let me give it to you. Ready? Acts chapter 2 verse 27. Everybody say last still." Stay silent. Trust God. Acts 2 verse 27 says this. You will not abandon me in the grave, nor will you leave the Holy One see decay. You will not abandon me in the grave, and you will not let the Holy One see decay. That's what Jesus did. Jesus knew God would not leave him alone in that grave. And you need to know God will not leave you alone in your struggles. His silence is not his absence. I'm going to give it to you again. God's silence is not his absence. He ain't absent. That brother ain't never been. He always goes to school. He the professor, he the teacher, he's the way maker, he's the history maker, he's the changer. He can make a night in a day and the day go back in the night again. He can stop time if he has to for you. You listen to me. His silence is not his absence. His inactivity is not apathy. Apathy ain't in God's vocabulary. He knows what he's doing. All you have to do is lie still, be silent, and trust God. I don't know who I'm talking to today, but you're going through hell today. You're going through the worst time of your life. And God sent me as nothing but the biggest, blackest, Hallmark greeting card you will ever see in your life. And if you read me, I'm saying, God says lie still, be silent, and trust him. He got you. He got you. He's the way maker today. Touch your neighbor and say, it's going to be all right. If God had raised Jesus from the dead 15 minutes after he died, we wouldn't appreciate the act. If God took care of your problems 10 seconds after it happened, you wouldn't understand his strength. Trust him before the doctor tells you the result. Man, I'm preaching good this morning, y'all. You could probably tell I've been with like 13,000 young people for the past four days. Forward Conference was over the top, y'all. Sold-out event in Atlanta. If you're a home people, you know what I'm talking about. There's a youth conference that your church puts on for the whole nation. And it's in Atlanta, Georgia. And it was this past Thursday, Friday, and yesterday, Saturday. It sold out. Over 13,000 kids came. And tonight at 5, we're going to do it. I'll, I'll give you time in my sermon. We're going to show you what it looked like, what your church did for kids in, in America and around the world. There was kids from other countries that was there. So clap for yourself if you're hometown folk. <laughs> Your youth group was there. They were on the front row yelling, something wrong with your kids. The Bible says in James 5, 7, Be patient, my brethren, until the coming of the Lord. Check this out. Matthew eleven twenty eight and 29. Come to me, all ye who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Some of you are like, why are you quoting scripture? Because, look, I'm a very entertaining brother, okay? I know how to speak. I know how to put stories together. I can do that. But when I combine that with the word of God, it can change something somebody's life. The word of God lasts after the show. The word of God lasts after the lights go down and when the cameras are turned off. It can get you through that Saturday. It can take you in the Sunday. It can take you from victory to victory to victory to victory. I'm not looking at the trial anymore. I'm waiting for the next victory to come because with Jesus, it's coming. Somebody touch your neighbor and say, it's coming this morning. Micah 7, 8, do not gloat over me, my enemy. Though I have fallen, I will rise. Though I sit in darkness, the Lord will be my light. Do y'all get it? He knew there would be trouble. He knew something was coming, but he said, don't gloat over me. There's always people making fun of you, waiting for you to fall. I see people who fall, I call them. I'm getting ready to go to prison. Oh, not, not me. I'm going to visit That came out real weird right there. But <laughs> just a moment. I'm going to see a man in his 70s. He was put in jail last December. Hasn't had one person come to visit him. His lawyer called me. I said, why didn't you call me earlier? He said, we went down the list to see who would come and see him. I said, what number am I? He says, 20. I said, I'll be there next week. So what about the other 19? They all said no. Jesus specifically said, if I was in prison, would you come visit me? It doesn't say what you did. I care less what you did. Because I believe in a redempting God. He redeems. He can change. Hey, look, I'm not going to visit somebody and let them know I'm okay with what they did. Hey, look, forgiveness ain't, you, doesn't mean you're okay with what happened. Okay, l- somebody need to listen to me. Forgiveness does not mean you're okay with what happened to you. Forgiveness means you have something in your life now greater than the event that happened to you. Stronger than the event that happened to you. More powerful than the event that happened to you. I speak in public schools. Um, I speak to 1.5 million public school kids every school year. It's a secular thing that I do in public schools. But I found out something. Love can go anywhere. In every school. Every school. I was in Chicago. It's a famous school called Roberto Clemente High School. And It is a rough one, boy, in a little community called Humble Park. It's a rough one, y'all. Gunshots at 7 in the morning. Who's shooting a gun at 7 in the morning? You got to be out of your mind angry to be shooting at people at 7 o'clock in the morning. We were going to the school, and I hear, pa pop. I said, seriously? So my first assembly problem, I did three. I got up and said, who was shooting at 7 o'clock? Put your gun down and take a nap. All the kids started laughing near the end of the assembly program. Everyone, one, I say this to kids. I said, look at me. Look at me in my eye. You know why I came here? I love you. No matter what your mama said, no matter what your daddy did, no matter what you've done. And if you're the kid that was shooting at somebody this morning, I love you too. Because love is missing. It's so crazy how something as small and as genuine as love has gotten lost in our world. And maybe God meant for it to get lost so that it can take a platform bigger than it ever has before. Love is the key. So let me show you. I had to find it. I had to go in the Bible, my brother, and I had to figure out a picture of Silent Saturday. What does Silent Saturday look like? To paint it for everybody in church so that by the time you leave in a few minutes, you can go, oh, okay, I got it. I know what Silent Saturday looks like. So I found it. That's why I had you turn there before I even played saxophone. So it's Luke chapter 7, verse 11 through 15. That's easy. It's like five verses. But guess what? It's five of the coolest verses ever in the Bible. A keyboard player, come on. This is good. I like it. Because the stories in the Bible, when they have music behind them, it kind of helps. Plus, I'm in California. Y'all know how to do all that junk right there, all right? Y'all be painting pictures every day. But here. I got to tell you, this story messes me up every time I read it. Because sometimes we read and we don't listen. Hey, if you want to understand the Bible, put yourself in the story. Let me show you what that looks like. Here we go. Luke chapter 7, verse 11. It'll be on the screen if you want to follow me. It says, soon afterwards, Jesus went to a town called Nain. Everybody say Nain. And his disciples and a large crowd went with him. So it was a big group of people. Verse 12. As he approached the town gate, this is cool, a dead person was being carried out. Watch this, look. The only son of his mother and she was a widow. Let me back up. Let me give you that again. Did y'all catch it? It was a phrase, but it was deep, y'all. It's a silent Saturday. The only son of his mother and she was. Was a widow. Can I break it down? Reggie style, right? Can I give you a little southern stuff, all right? So here's the deal. When she woke up at 1 a.m., 3 a.m., 4 a.m., and 6 a.m., the morning before this little journey she took, when she woke up that morning, all those different times, in her mind, she was trying to figure out, how am I going to do this again? Did you see it? And she was a widow. Which means she had walked behind a coffin once before. She had already been through the town gate with someone that she loved being dead once before. She had already done this. And now she's got to do it again. But this time it's just a little worse. Because the first time she did this, she had a hand to hold on to. She had a son walking with her. He was probably old enough to say, it's okay, Mama. I'll take care of you, Mama. But this time... I can see her reaching, 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 and just grabbing air, Reaching and just grabbing nothing. There's nothing. No one to hold on to. No one to whisper. It's okay. There's nobody there. There's somebody on this Sunday morning. You're reaching, 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 and there's no one to hold on to your hand. There's no one to tell you it's okay. There's no one there. You're surrounded by a crowd right now, but you're all alone. You're sitting with people on the left and the right, but you're by yourself. I just came here this morning to tell you, he's going to walk with you. Jesus is there on your saturday he can help you this morning he can hold you this morning he can walk with you every step of the way every step of the way i think we understand what silent saturday is now hey don't get me wrong i i I hate this when people look at me and hear me preach and when i leave they go oh that dude he got it all together i'm only preaching what i know because from 8 to 21 i was suicidal i wanted to die I'm I'm called a bastard kid. You see, my mom's a prostitute. Slept with a man for $20 to get food for my brother and sisters. She kept my brother and my sisters, but she said I was a mistake and gave me away in foster care. I should have known. Because in kindergarten, first, second, third, fourth grade, all the school, everybody had two names. I only had one. All I had was Reggie. Hey, don't feel sorry for me this morning. I just want you to know what kind of is talking to you. I was there in Saturday. I used to grasp just for myself. I used to walk like this. I did, but one day as I was burying something else that I thought would never let me down. Have you ever buried something that you thought wouldn't leave you? You ever buried something that you thought was perfect? You ever have something go to? How is it? Why do I always get hurt? Why do I always lose? Why can't I win? Just one time, I just want to win. I don't know who I'm talking to, but it's taken a different twist than it did in the first service. I'm just here to tell you today hold on to Jesus hold on because guess what while you're walking behind something that's dying he's about to walk through the front gate he's about to step into your life he's about to step into your Saturday he's about to step into your hurt he's about to step into your sorrow hey y'all, I'm not perfect bro I'm far from it but I'm gonna tell you right now I sleep good at night and I used to not she says uh let me finish it she had a large crowd with her verse 13. when the lord saw her see the lord didn't see her son the lord didn't see the crowd he didn't even see the funeral he saw the mom when the lord saw her his heart went out to her did you know you didn't even see it when you pulled in the parking lot That the Lord saw you pulling in and his heart went out to you. He saw you doing worship and his heart went out to you. He saw you doing the offering, doing communion and he knows what you're going through today. The Bible says that Jesus looked at the mom and he only said two words. He looked at her and went, don't cry. That's like Clint Eastwood. Go ahead, make my day. Arnold Schwarzenegger, I'll be back. Some of the greatest junk ever spoken was that right there. Don't cry. That was just cool, dude. Not only does Jesus say cool things, then he flips it and does something cool. I'm done after this. Read the rest. It says, then he went up and he touched touched the coffin. He touched it and the man carrying the coffin still, still everybody look at me when somebody dies there's usually these dudes called pallbearers when the average person dies there's three on one side, three on another when I die, there'll be 26 guys and a crane and Pastor Ben's gonna be one of the guys going, for the love of God <laughs> I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done that yeah I did. I did, I couldn't help it I wouldn't be me if I didn't do that right there so here you are, you got six guys, three on one side, three on the other. They're carrying their friend and they're carrying them. All of a sudden, Jesus touched the coffin and they went. That's what they're saying to each other because they can't move. I always thought about this. I'm like, why did Jesus touch the coffin and everybody stand still? Then it hit me. He knew what he was going to do. That's why we have to lie still, stay silent, and trust God. He knows what he's going to do. He knew his next line was to speak to the boy who's dead and say, Boy, I say to you, get up. And the boy would sit up and start talking. He knew that if he hadn't touched that coffin and made those pallbearers stand still, they'd have dropped that boy, broke his leg, and Jesus would have had to heal the boy's leg before he gave him back to his mama. That's just my theory right there, y'all. I'm just going with it. You know what I love the very last line. Look at it. Then Jesus gave him back to his mother. He always gives it back to you. What you thought was dead, what you thought was gone. The career that you think is messed up. The life you think you're losing. Let him touch you. That mom could have said stop. That mom could have said no. That mom could have said let me bury my son. That mom could have yelled, you took my husband, now you take my son? But she did what he says. She didn't say nothing. She never spoke. Who's hurting you? Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you were blessed.